What up, y'all? How you doing? It's uh, your man Uncle Dub here with a sports wagon sprint. So I was uh, <laughs> hoping to get you guys a full episode today. Um, and I was actually starting a full episode and I was actually in the car in the true nature and spirit of the origin founding and the um, heart of this particular podcast. And somehow I don't know what happened. I know that anchor the way they work is you can only record 30 minutes on the app. And I know it wasn't under 30 minutes, but for some reason it's not recording. So anyway, that is in the trash. It was actually okay. I'm, I'm a little out of practice um, <laughs> with my podcasting from the car as I have not done it regularly for over a year now. But I mean, um, sitting at the desk has been nice. It's been uh, a learning experience as I've been able to do more as far as you know having interviews i'm hoping to have some more of those coming up soon um also um you know kind of uh, being able to you know utilize more tools so again it's you know podcasting is wonderful and it's a great learning experience and uh i'm, I'm just glad to be able to you know just share these share these things with you all you know as far as you know the show and the things that you know i think i find interesting uh, in the world of sports so this sprint episode is about the WNBA draft, um, kind of talking a little bit about the draft briefly, and then um, the WNBA at 25. So uh, I got a couple questions for you guys, and I got some responses for some questions I asked on Twitter, so I'll get to that in a little bit. So WNBA draft, so we'll start in about a little under an hour from now. So I'm hoping I'll have this up, and by the time this comes out, the draft will probably be started. Um, the season starts May 14th, I believe. So... Um, a lot of marquee games uh, on that day. I don't have the list in front of me, but um, the, the the league is really excited about kicking off the 25th season. Of course, the way you kick off this 25th season is to you know bring in a new class, a new generation of players. And um, so let's kind of look at the projections. So initially, the Dallas Wings had four picks last night. There was a trade overnight. Dallas traded the seventh pick to the LA Sparks, plus the Sparks get a, get a first round pick in 2022. So Dallas now has three picks. They get the first two and then they get the number five picks. So they get one, two, five. And I think they're picking first in the second round, which I think is the 13th pick. So here are the projections. So um, now there, there's some interesting things going on here. The NCAA has granted seniors an additional year of eligibility and tra or to transfer and to play immediately. The newest, uh, the newest news with this, the latest news on this is that the NCAA is planning to make this permanent. So if someone transfers, they get one transfer in their career. If they transfer, they get to transfer and play immediately. So this new thing that they're doing coming in the fall was due to cut was for most of a COVID relief. Um, there are some seniors who had the ability to stick around, but they decided to opt for the WNBA draft. We have some underclassmen. I know one in particular who who is who is of uh, of interest, and she's going to be the first, the uh, projected first pick, Charlie Collier, a junior center from Texas. So she's six, six foot five. So she averaged 19 and 11, 19 points, 11.3 rebounds a game. Um, so under uh, first year head coach Vic Schaefer, she really worked on her defense. So her defense has improved. One thing that folks noticed about her was that her her post presence um, is she has a really strong post presence. I mean, she's six five, good post presence. However, when she played teams like South Carolina or Baylor, she struggled against those teams who had you know uh, 
post players, they either, you know, doubled her or they just really gave her a lot of trouble. Um, her head coach or college coach, Vic Schaefer, basically said this, whoever drafts is going to get a worker. They're going to get somebody who's going to work, who's going to really just improve her game. So um, she's going to be the first <coughs> overall first pick uh, projected. Um, she will be, I believe, the first number one pick from the state of Texas. So that is, I believe, her first number one pick for in a while. But anyway, so she's going to make some history in that game. As I mentioned, she's an underclassman. So the underclass rules are different. She will be uh, 20 or the ages uh, around the time she's drafted. So she, so she's cleared that hurdle. Um, in the second pick, Dallas picks again. They will pick up a power four, six, five from Finland. Her name is Avat Kiever. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Um, she's 19 years old. She is, uh, her, so her family is from the Sudan. So she was born in Egypt. They left uh, uh, Sudan and went to Egypt and they eventually migrated to Finland. So the undefeated did a really good article about her and, um, you know, talking about, you know, her journey to uh, playing basketball in Italy currently, where she averages about eight, six and one and a half blocks a game. So that's eight points, about seven rebounds and about a block and a half a game. Um, but a lot of folks see that she has the skills and the potential to be a really great player in the league. Um, she's 19. They said that the big thing for her would be adjusting to the physicality of the WNBA. And she's very lean. She's very tall. So, you know, more likely, you know, she's going to have to you know, get in the weight room, you know, bulk up and then really just work on that physicality. So the Dallas Wings will pick up a center and a power forward. Third pick, the Atlanta Dream. Uh, we're looking at Arella Garantes, uh, shooting guard from Rutgers. So really with her, Garantes is a scorer. She scores. She averaged about 21 points a game, six rebounds and about five assists a game. So that's what the Dream need. They need a scorer. So I think that that is a fantastic pick for them to get some additional um, points, uh, uh, scoring points uh, with her. Um, the fourth pick, uh, the Indiana Fever projected to take Renaya Davis, a forward from Tennessee. Um, she's she, I, I've watched her a few times during the season, um, and she does it all well. She's a good defender, good scorer. Um, she uh, rebounds. She does it all. The only weakness in her game is her three-point shooting. Her three-point shooting is about 26%. So with the ability to score – in many ways, with the exception of three-point line, the, the defense she plays, she's going to be, I think, a, a, a star in this league. I just really think that's the thing. If she can shoot the three consistently, she's going to be dangerous. She's going to be a player to watch. Um, Dallas will pick again. So number five, they're looking at uh, Aaron McDonald, so the point guard from Arizona. So again, I've talked a lot about Aaron McDonald on this podcast. Um, again, just an exciting player. Um, you know, she talks so much about, you know, the size that she is. Um, she's what I forget. She's five, six or something like that. But anyway, that people just doubted her, you know, you know, throughout her career. And, you know, and she uh, she really just showed out in the, in, in the NCAA tournament. And that's kind of the one of the reasons I wanted to talk about the WNBA draft, because the women's NCAA tournament was so good this year. The final four was outstanding. The final game was outstanding. And. These players that I'm talking about, many of them really improved their draft stock because of the tournament. Not to say that they weren't playing well during the season, but, you know, we all know that, you know, when you start the season and you kind of, 
you know, go through a season and hit your conference tournament and then your and then NCAA tournament, you know, you just hit levels. And once you get to tournament time, you know, conference tournament, you know, you should be kind of firing all cylinders by NCAA tournament time. We all know that it's one and done. So you're playing at such a level in Erin McDonald. I mean, she just just was just exciting the whole tournament. I mean, she was good all season, but just so exciting uh, during the tournament. So she was uh, what? 20.6 points a game, 5.6 rebounds and four assists. Um, very quick, very tough. And I think that gives, you know, again, uh, Dallas a, a point guard option uh, there. Um, the New York Liberty. So Dana Evans is a target for the New York Liberty. She's a point guard from Louisville. Now, here's the thing. You could probably switch those two picks. Five and six could go, um, could switch. So a lot of folks are thinking Dana Evans could go to Dallas and Aaron McDonald could go to New York. That it just all depends. But what's interesting is uh, at, in New York, uh, there is a large contingent of former Louisville players. So if anybody uh, has an inside track on how you know the New York Liberty play and, and you know kind of know, knowing the system, no, not knowing the system, but kind of having some insights into how they play, Dana Evans would know because I'm sure she is you know, probably had communications with some of her former teammates. Um, so here's the pick. So here's where everything kind of gets crazy. So before the trade last night, you know, I had everything laid out like, okay, here's the projected picks. Now this is where everything starts to shift. At seven, Los Angeles could potentially go with a hometown player, Michaela Onuere, so from UCLA. She's shooting forward, known for her defense and known for her scoring. She averaged 19 points and about seven rebounds a game. Um, for um, So, well, actually, that would have been her pick for Seattle. But anyway, so they're looking at potentially picking her up at the seven pick. Uh, the eight pick stays the same. Chicago Sky is looking at Kiana Williams from from Stanford. So again, she didn't have now with Kiana Williams, things kind of shifted a little bit. She was on fire all season. She was hitting all cylinders throughout the Pac-12 tournament, and then the tournament hit, and she was steady towards the end of the tournament, especially Final Four and National Championship game. She was not shooting very well. Teams really flocked to her, and and she was very frustrated. But as if you watched it. Uh, you saw how Haley Jones stepped up, Cameron Brink. So really, it wasn't the Keanu Williams show for Stanford. It was all the players kind of stepping in when their top three-point shooter, because I think she finished her Stanford career with 311 three-pointers made, and I think that is the school record. Um, so she averaged 14 points and three assists per game. So again, that would, I think, really... Uh, be a, a great pick for them. And I believe she would be working kind of uh, mentoring under Courtney Vandersloot. So that would be a, a really good pickup for the Chicago sky. Um, at the ninth pick of uh, the Minnesota Lynx are looking at Jasmine Walker, uh, power forward from Alabama, um, all around player. She shoots about 40% from the three. So kind of a little like Renaya Davis, but she shoots the three at a much better clip. So we're talking, 19 points and nine rebounds per game. Um, Minnesota, their goal right now is rebuilding via the draft and free agency because, as we know, they've got a championship pedigree. They're just trying to bring back the magic, if you will. Um, at 10, um, Los Angeles will pick again. They will go with 
uh, shooting guard Chelsea Dungy from Arkansas. So I told you that Chelsea Dungy can shoot lights out. She was doing it throughout the season. Unfortunately, Arkansas, I thought Arkansas was going to go a lot further in the tournament than they did. And, um, you know, with her shooting, I think she what uh, they beat UConn during the season. Um, she had a chance to beat Texas A&M and, I, and, they, and it was a terrible call that she got fouled on an inbound when she shot a three pointer and there was a no call. It was a terrible call. So, so much like the call at the end of that Baylor UConn game where DJ Carrington did not get the call. So again, um, but again, she's a great shooter. Um, so she adds more shooting. So she gets to help, uh, Arike Ogumawale, um, with, with their scoring. Um, so she averages, she averaged about 22.3 points, uh, per game. So, I mean, again, she really improved her draft stock and they're looking at her going 10th to the LA Sparks, um, at 11. So that would be the Seattle storm. So the aforementioned Dijanae Carrington, uh, will more likely be the pick for the storm. So, uh, so she spent her final year at Baylor after transferring from Stanford. So 14.1 uh, points and 4.9 rebounds a game average. So shooting guard, but very physical. So she, she has no fear. She will go to the basket. She will get you points however you need to get points. So, um, you know, she's 5'11", but, I mean, just tough and can score. So, again, that's going to be uh, the potential pick for the Storm. And to finish out the first round, uh, Natasha Mack. So powerful from Oklahoma State. She's 6'4". And uh, that, I think, for the for the Las Vegas Aces, um, that's going to help them. She's a shot blocker. She had 112 uh, block shots this season. So she averaged roughly about four blocks per game. Um, now, on the scoring side, she, she averaged a double-double, 19.8 and 12.4 rebounds. But the, the thing that she needs is the offensive versatility to improve. So kind of, you know, working on different ways to score around the basket. So, so that's kind of a quick overview of the, of the first round. Um, again, there'll be more rounds. I want to watch to see how this is going to go. I mean, you know, everyone kind of, you know, the, 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 the really smart people who really, really follow this and that can kind of see, you know, how this all, uh, how this all kind of plays out as far as, you know, each team has their specific needs, but you know, there are people who are really smart who are pretty usually about 90% right. But of course there'll probably be some surprises and, and that'll be interesting to see where the surprises come in. And then you try to think, well, how is this player who we didn't think was going to get picked by this team? How will they fit into that system? Um, so a couple things. So on uh, Twitter, I asked uh, some, uh, you know, threw out a tweet and I said, you know, who are some of your uh, your favorite uh, WNBA, WNBA players? Um, so, you know, shout out to uh, Ms. 100 from uh, 16 and Things podcast. Of course, he represents his city. He's going to represent Philly. Of course, he hit me with Dawn Staley. And of course, I'm thinking to myself, who in the hell didn't like Dawn Staley? I mean, you, you want to talk about, you know, Philly through and through. I mean, you talk about toughness, you talk about just, I mean, somebody, you know, with just incredible skills and and now as a basketball coach, you know, I think one of the most fascinating coaches from, a, you know, just just her, how her mind works, just her intensity, the way she cares about her players. I mean, you you got to love Dawn Stale. I mean, if you don't, something's wrong with you. That's just my opinion. Um, 
Uh, let's see. I also got uh, a nice long list. This is a, a Robin Bird Fly. So shout out to you, Robin. Uh, let's see. Maya Moore, Asia Wilson, Jewel Lloyd, Candace Parker, um, my man Joshua Self. A shout out from uh, Self Shoot from the Hip Podcast. Uh, what he hit me with, Candace Parker. Okay, <laughs> I see you, player. Um, so that's a that's a little bit of a you know a sample there of uh, some of the great uh, players. I mean, for me. I mean, my all-time favorite player is Tina Thompson, without question. Um, uh, then, of course, you know, I, I like Asia Wilson as well. I think her game is just out of this world. Um, and then, of course, you know, folks like Sue Bird, Diane Tarazi. I mean, I, it, it, and, and Robin made a point, you know, it's hard to, to kind of give a favorite list considering we're talking about different eras. And I talked about this, that, you know, you're having, you're talking about these GOAT conversations, but you know, especially the NBA, there are different eras of basketball. And I think you can kind of say the same thing about the WNBA. You know, there's so many, you know, so many great lineage of players, but, you know, you kind of have to put them in, in eras, you know, the beginning, the middle, and then, of course, the now. Because, again, as I mentioned, the WNBA is starting their 25th season. And I was like, well, wow, it's been 25 years. I mean, I remember the beginning, um, you know, picked up, a, you know, watched a little bit last season. I think for a few seasons, I hadn't been paying attention. My summers have just been crazy busy. And when I'm not watching sports, I'm just kind of doing something, doing other things. But um, shout out to y'all for um, your input, you know, on that. But, you know, hit me up on Twitter. Tell me who some of your favorite WNBA players are. And I'm going to hit y'all with a poll in a little bit after I release this episode. So there's been some talk about changing the eligibility the eligibility rules for the WNBA. So my, my poll question, I'll, I'll post this in a little bit. Uh, should the WNBA change eligibility rules, allowing underclass players to enter the draft? So that's the poll question. I'll put that up and I'll kind of address that uh, a little bit later. Um, Cause I hope maybe either later tonight or probably tomorrow morning, I'll hit y'all with a full episode. So I mean, it's going to be, the other stuff that I want to talk about today, but I thought I'd talk WNBA here. I'll kind of recap some stuff from this past weekend, look ahead to this weekend, and I know there's other things going on. I'm looking at the, the sports ticker here, so I'll try to pick up some things, and we'll kind of pick up and talk through uh, whatever things are going on. Before I go, um, I saw another tweet today that uh, ESPN 30 for 30 is doing a documentary about the WNBA Last season, um, you know, playing in the bubble there, um, I think it's called 144 or something like that. Um, but anyway, it's talking about all the players in WNBA and how they came together. They were galvanizing their efforts to stand up against uh, police murder, police brutality, um, also, um, you know, voting. So, you know, we all know, you know, the Atlanta Dream and many other uh, players in league will wore those vote t-shirts and they helped to uh, deliver uh, two uh, new minted democratic senators to uh, to con to to the Senate from Georgia so just kind of looking at how they just how they are just a galvanized uh, group of women although you know they play in different teams and they you know they all you know we all know how athletes how it works. I mean, especially professional athletes, they know each other, but you know, there's definitely that level of competition, but it's interesting to me. And I, and I've heard some insight about this and maybe I'll talk about it another time, but it's interesting to me how the WNBA that they 
managed to come together so quickly and rather seamlessly when it comes to these issues while the NBA, you know, you know, these guys will, you know, they'll walk out, they won't play a game. And I think that is good to do that. I mean, some folks will argue they should do more. Okay. Maybe they should, but they still just have these differing opinions. They can't, you know, many of these guys, they agree about the same thing, but they can't all come together on the same thing. And it's a little different with men. I mean, you know, we all know that, you know, men and women, we think different. We, we, we do things differently. And I think because of the way that women approach things that they will get the results that the WNBA gets the results that they get. And these are such, uh, earth moving results that, you know, you know, that they are all for change are all in together. And I just wish we could see that more so, uh, in other leagues. I mean, the NFL, I don't even, they're, they're, they're not even, even in the conversation because that, that whole situation is, totally different but the nba you know um you know a league that you know they, they are all for um it's the same things but yet they just can't seem to come together in the same way that they do in the wnba but again that that is going to be uh, an interesting uh 30 for 30 and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that all right so it is 6 30 so the WNBA draft will be starting about half an hour so again uh i appreciate you listening um i'll be watching and i'll kind of talk a little bit about some of these uh some of these draft picks and see you know how it's all gonna fill in and then we start talking about the season so and it's a virtual draft it'll be on espn but again i will hit you guys back later with a full episode Oh, my God. If it's not tomorrow, it'll be Monday. But I, I'm going to try like hell to make it tomorrow. But until then, uh, you know where to find me. Twitter, Instagram. It's Uncle Dub. I-T-S-U-N-C-L-E underscore D-U-B. Until then, thank you much. And I'll hit you with poll question soon. Peace.